Welcome back to DQP Does Drafty Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where we fart, come, fart, and cry. <laughs> With me this evening is my co-host Russell. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good night to me. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I cried. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We also have a special guest, Mike. What's up? Oh, you know, talking about the dream scenario. Yeah. Uh, so we're concluding uh, <laughs> Nick Cage month with dream scenario from uh, 2023. It's rated R, hour and 42 minutes. What a wild movie. <laughs> uh, it's about it's about a college professor that uh, everyone starts dreaming about. He's not really doing anything in these dreams to start. And then uh, he's kind of a loser. He, I mean, other than being a college professor, like he is like, you know, kind of gets bossed around by people and doesn't stick up for himself, sees insults and everything. Um, really insecure and awkward. Uh, well, I mean, look at his hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he should commit. Yeah. We know somebody that committed. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Looks good. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about me? No, or? actually, I'm not talking about you. Oh, I mean, know you did too, but I don't know if you're committed. You have a currently beanie on. Yeah. Well, I I shave my head. Yeah, I know you do. I've yeah. had people be like, "You could grow the sides out." I'm like, "Why? Yeah, why would you do that?" <laughs> so I I can just look like Danny DeVito. Like yeah. what? I mean, I'm holding on for dear life, but like it's <laughs> it's going away. You got so. enough. Do you get a lot of like uh, keeps ads? Oh yeah, because I do too. Yeah, and I'm like, what am I keeping? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's too been, late for me. I'm like, it was gone when I was 22. Like, so several years ago, actually, I noticed like that it was going away, and uh, like my dad's always had, you know, he's always been balding. So I shaved my head several years ago to be like, okay, if it start, if it's like gone on the top, I'm just gonna shave it. Because, yeah. like, having the horseshoe is ridiculous. So, I'm just going to shave it. So, I'm going to shave it now to see if I need to start doing Rogaine when I'm, like, 26. Or if I'm just going to let it go until I can't stand it anymore and then just start shaving it all the time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is fine. Being bald is fine. Like, actually, like, completely bald. I didn't have a problem with it. And I don't have like weird stuff sticking out of my head that prevents it from happening or anything <laughs> like that. You know, I don't have a cone head or anything. So I was like, all right, this will work. And then I, you know, overcorrected and grew my hair out to be like three feet long. <laughs> nice. Uh, anyway. Uh, so Paul, Paul is kind of a loser. Uh, Nick Cage's character in this, um, and uh, he like wants to get published, and but he hasn't actually written a book, and he hasn't talked about his thesis since he was like getting his doctorate, uh, and 
he like runs into uh, an old ex from when he was in uh, college and she's writing about what his doctorate was about. And he's like kind of mad at her. And that or no, that was a different chick. Too? That was a different chick. Yeah, that was a different chick. It was, a, this was just an old colleague. Yeah, it was an old it? colleague. But she's like, yeah, I'm going to get published about this. And he's like, that's my thesis. And she's like, have you written anything about it? And he's like, well, you know, it was my yeah. idea. And she's like, like, okay. He's like, are you going to use intelligence? Intelligence? <laughs> he wants to write a book about ants. Yeah. And she's like, no, that's stupid. And then she totally fucking she does. She totally uses it. That's later, but yeah, she totally uses it. But he runs into an ex, and she's like, I've been dreaming about you. And he's like, what the fuck? So then she's also like writing, which he's jealous of, even though it's just like a fucking blog. He could start a blog. Anybody can start a blog. Yeah. Um, But uh, so she writes about him, and then like he goes viral, basically. And then everyone is dreaming about him. And nobody can figure out what the fuck's going on. He kind of becomes internet famous. And then like a bunch of his students are talking to him because they're like, oh, my God, I saw you on TikTok or whatever. People talking about you on TikTok or on a podcast. And like it positively affects him for a minute. And it also positively affects his wife. She like gets a bigger part at her job. And, you know, everything is okay. And then somebody breaks into their house and like, it's like this mentally unstable guy. And he's just like, I have to kill you. And they're like, what the fuck? (laughs) And the police are like, yeah, you know, you should like lock your doors and stuff and maybe like have a gun or security or dog because you're like famous and stuff. And his wife's like, I fucking told you. And He's like, what? I mean, she sort of was like, are you sure you want to go with this? And he was like, yeah. (laughs) She wasn't like, somebody's going to try and break in and kill us. But, you know, she knew all along, right? So um, then he gets like an opportunity to go to this ad agency. (laughs) (laughs) So he goes and like the, the assistant that's like leading him up to the office is like acting weird. And he's like, what? What's going on? She's like, I just, it's weird meeting you in real life. And he's like, oh, you dream about me? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> What's your dream about? And she's like, I can't tell you what my dream is about. <laughs> he's like, uh, okay. Because like in everybody else's dreams, he's just like walking through. He's just like a, uh, like an idol. Yeah. Like he's, he's Uatu. He's just like watching. <laughs> just like an NPC. Yeah. yeah. He's like walks through and is like, hey. And then like leaves. Right. Even if it and like a bunch of them were nightmares too, is like people getting chased and like eaten or beaten to death or whatever. And he's just like standing there, like, ah, okay, and walks yeah. away. Um, so he has this meeting, and the girl keeps like looking at him fucking weird, and he's like, what the fuck? <clears throat> and the meeting's super weird because like he doesn't understand really what's happening like the internet fame and stuff. And he like still wants to get like a book deal about ants. And they're (laughs) like, we want to do like a viral marketing ad for Sprite. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, what the fuck? And they're like, yeah. 
Uh, we want people to dream about Sprite. Sprite. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God. No. I totally got a Sprite on the way here. <laughs> Dude. And didn't even think about it. <laughs> like, I don't remember the last time I had a Sprite. Yeah, right. But I totally bought one at yeah. the gas station on my way here. Oh my God. This movie worked got on you. you. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just a Sprite ad. It's a really involved Sprite ad. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so he takes the, he goes through this meeting and it's mostly like worthless and he's leaving. He's in the elevator and the, the assistants like showing him out and he's like, and she's like, just like weirded out still. And he's like, what, like, what was the dream about? And she's like, we fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, what? She's like, yeah. He's like, that's huh. She's like, you were really good. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> really? So then she's like, hey, so you want to get like a drink? And he's like, uh, no, I'm what? And yeah, I have like a flight that I have to catch in the morning. And she's like, well, you know, like I could come towards you. And, you know, so it's easier for you if you want closer to your hotel. And he's like, no. And then they go get a drink. <laughs> and then she starts telling him about the dream. It was a pretty naughty dream. Uh, he's He basically like rapes her, but she's into it. Kind of dream. CNC. Yeah. And he, he's like, she's like, sits down on her couch and is like, oh, I see a shadow in the corner, like a fucking paralysis <laughs> demon. Oh, God. <laughs> and he like slowly comes out and she's like, who the fuck is this weird old man in my house? Cause she's like 20 something. I think she's like 26 or 28 or something like that. Yeah. She's a lot younger, than a lot him. younger than him. I thought she was like 20. She said she was born in 96. Oh, so she'd be like 20, 27, yeah. 26, 27, depending on what year it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, he like comes over and just like starts basically molesting her. And then she's like, Ooh, I'm into this. Um, but she's like t- describing the dream to him. And then he's like, do you want another drink? And then they're like staring at each other awkwardly from across the bar. And then he goes in the bathroom and he's like, have he, you, he doesn't have the conversation, but everybody knows the conversation, right? right. <laughs> like you're like with the girl at the bar and you go in the bathroom and you're like psyching yourself up in the mirror, but he's not doing that. He's just like staring at himself. Uh-huh. So then, uh, can't even psych himself up. Yeah. He can't even do that. <laughs> I felt like he was just like trying to think if he was, uh, going through with this or not. That's too. Yeah. yeah. Cause he's definitely <laughs> still married. Yeah. Uh, so he ends up going to her place and like she wants him to reenact the dream with her. (laughs) (laughs) The way he fucking stands in the corner, dude. And like she's like, I'm gonna go get changed. So she gets changed into what she's in the dream and she sits on the couch. She's like, okay, go stand in that corner. And he like goes, stands by the corner, and she's like, no, all the way in the corner. And he, he like, like wedges, backs, himself. wedges himself into the corner and looks all fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and like in the dream, the uh, lights are off in the hallway, so like you can't see him. But like you can totally he's like <laughs> he's just like wedged in the corner like looking all <laughs> stupid and creepy 
and she she was totally digging it though. Yeah, she was into it. It was super. It was also weird on her part because she's literally dry humping her couch because <laughs> she's like super turned on that this is gonna happen. And then she's like, "Come, all right, go ahead." And he's like, "Like this?" And she's like, "No, no, no, shut up! <laughs> you don't talk. Just, just get back in the corner, and then I'll tell you when to start." And like, so he like comes over, and in the dream, he's very forceful, right? Yeah. Like, you know, he's like grabbing her, he's kissing her, he's like doing stuff to her. And when he isn't, he is not like that. Right. He's just, he's like this awkward, (laughs) like dude who never takes the first, second or third step. Like, yeah. So, so he like comes over and she's like, okay, do this. Okay. Do this. Okay. Look in the dream, you were much more like forceful and like doing the thing to me as opposed to you were the first to initiate. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) And he still doesn't do anything. (laughs) So then she's like, all right, I'm going to unbuckle your pants. (laughs) (laughs) And she reaches down and starts unbuckling his pants and he farts. (laughs) And they both stop. Uh, And he's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. She's like, it's okay. It's it's like natural and stuff. But are you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah. Just like nerves, I guess. It's like, it's fine. It's fine. So then she starts unbuckling his pants again. And he's like, uh, <laughs> he fucking cuts in his pants and farts again. And then he farts again. <laughs> and she's like, What? Did you just come? And then, and then he has the most tortured, like, crying face. And he's like looking down and then looks at her. He grabs his big old parka and just he's runs like, out runs the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh god no. uh. <laughs> <Take> us home <laughs> and uh i think that's when he finds out that his uh his former colleague used uh. the intelligence uh and he gets really yeah. upset about that and then um. all of a sudden everyone's dreams turn into nightmares yeah uh, where he's just like killing and like raping everyone that is dreaming about him, including like people that he knows. Yeah. Like all the like students. In well, his, his class. one daughter has a dream. Like he doesn't do anything to her, but he like yeah. kicks open her door and like stomps into her room. Uh-huh. And he's like, ah, and she wakes up. <laughs> Does like the first nightmare. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, then like no one's showing up to his class. And he's like, what's going on? And he's like, and people tell him. <clears throat> so then he goes to the, uh, the Dean or whatever. Uh, what's his fuck is playing. Uh, is, is he a Timothy Meadows? Yeah. Tim, Tim Meadows. Meadows. What, what, what is he playing? Like, is he the Dean? Uh, yeah, I think so. something like that. I think yeah, or something like, his name is just Brett cool. administrator or whatever. Yeah. Some kind of administrative thing. And they, they've had several conversations through the movie so far, but this one was like, basically like, you know, this, what the fuck? They can't just like not show up to class because they're scared of me. Yeah. I didn't do anything. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, trauma. He's like, this is bullshit. 
It's like kids call everything trauma now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he doesn't get his way. Uh, other people are also having these nightmares. So like everything goes sideways. His wife almost loses her job. She gets kicked off the project that she had gotten added onto. Um, this couple that they were, that he was sort of friends with, uh, that have these like dinner parties that they never get invited to (laughs) cause he's a loser. Uh, they get invited to one and they show up and they're the only ones there. And then they find out it's because everyone was having nightmares, including the guy's wife. And like, they get kicked out like halfway through dinner. Uh, his car gets vandalized. He gets some time off. Um, well, it's cause he freaks out and yeah, he's he being freaks recorded. Out. Yeah. <laughs> like wants to know who spray painted his car. Yeah. He's like calling the the students fucking babies, shit like that. Yeah, so he gets he gets like a uh, uh, suspended basically. Um, so then like it's starting to like wear on his relationship with his wife. So then he's sleeping in the on the couch, mm-hmm. and then she kicks him out, and uh, he's staying at Brett's. And then it just kind of ends. Uh, oh, he gets beat up. Yeah. He gets beat up by the guy at the diner because he's just like hanging out at a diner yeah. in the middle of the day because he's like, uh, he's on forced break. You know, he's suspended, so he's just like hanging out trying to read a book. Yeah, and like everybody's weirded out and they're trying to get him to leave. So this dude comes over and he's like, "Hey, man, you need to go." And he's like, "No." fuck you. And then he like sees how big the guy is. And he's like, Oh, and the guy like picks his food up and spits in it. And he freaks out and throws his food at the guy. And then the guy whips his ass. So his wife picks him up at the, uh, hospital. They think that's when he gets kicked out. Um, and then it just kind of ends, right? Like this, it, it fast forwards. And then we get like the, the dream bracelet weird ad thing. No, no. Cause there's, uh, his daughter's play. Oh, the daughter's play. That's the part he goes, I forgot about. He goes to the daughter's play. Yeah. He's not supposed to She was like go. specifically told not to yeah. go to. Yeah. And he hurts that one teacher. Like yeah. she gets her hand caught in hurts the door. It's an accident. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's bleeding. Yeah, like he didn't attack her though, right? But everyone sees it. Yes, as that's what happened, and then yeah. after after that, every, the dreams stop. Yeah, yeah. So then the dreams stop. Yeah. Um, and then we fast forward a few months, and there's like a weird infomercial in the middle. Well, not in the middle, but at the end, uh, for this like uh dream thing where they're talking about Paul and how he had somehow like infiltrated everyone's dreams all over the world. Um, but yeah. since <laughs> people were trying to figure out how he was doing it or what was going on, they actually figured out how to like put people in other people's dreams mm-hmm. and they turned it into an ad thing 
<laughs> yeah. Dream influencers. Yeah. <laughs> um so you can like buy the thing and like they'll go into your dreams, but you gotta like tell them yes or no if you want them to be there or not. But you can also like try to learn how to put yourself in other people's dreams. So you see that he's separated from his wife. He's like getting like visitation with the girls. He's getting a new place. Yeah. Um, and he like wants to be with her, but like, they're obviously like kind of on the rocks mm-hmm. and he has put out a book and he goes to France to do a signing. And it's a book about the dream stuff. It's not a book about ants. And he gets like fucked over at the signing. They have another event and push him down into the basement when he was supposed to be in the bookstore. All this stuff's happening. And then um, he has a weird dream with the Dreamfluencer thing where he like has sort of a nightmare with the Dreamfluencers when it's supposed to be nightmare proof or whatever. Mm. Um where they like show up and try to give him an ad and he's like, no fuck off. And then another one shows up at the same time and he's like, no. And he wakes up from that one and he like starts looking into how to be able to like influence other people's dreams. And he tries it and he, it shows, it looks like he goes to his wife's dream Yeah, and he's wearing the talking head suit because that was a thing from earlier where he like asked her about what her fantasy was. And she said that, a few years ago they had done a Halloween thing and he had worn the talking head suit and she was super into it. And he was like, what? Yeah. (laughs) So he shows shoulders. Yeah. He shows up in her dream in the talking head suit and she's like a witch getting burned at the stake and he saves her. And then they like, just like take a walk through their neighborhood and, and then like he starts to float away and he's like, I wish this was real. Mm -hmm. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. What a weird fucking movie. I really liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. I also liked it. I was very like in it the whole time. Yeah. Um it's weird because like he's very pitiable. And then Mm. he does some like shit that you're like, what? Shut up. Stop doing that. You're an asshole. <laughs> and then, you know, he's kind of pitiable again, but it's, it's, it's an interesting movie. I, I think don't... it's, I think it's a really good lesson in passivity. Yeah. Cause like, is she even has to tell him to take his parka off in the apartment before the fart come fart scene? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So like, I don't know the movie. It's, it's very interesting. And I, I, I agree. He is like, there's, I think he's like in the beginning, you're kind of like, Oh, I kind of feel bad for him. Yeah. He's so awkward. Oh my God. Why does he keep asking these weird questions? Oh my God. Why does he think everything's an insult? And then at a certain point, and I don't really know at what point I was like, okay, fuck this dude. But we got to a point where I like didn't feel sorry for him anymore. Yeah, and it's before like I think it's before you're supposed to, but it's just kind of like ah, oh, he's doing all of this to himself. Like when he's looking, when he's searching for more and more in the dream, like the 
the super awkward like so I'm just like not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Just like in the dream. And that's yeah. how you see me. Like Yeah. Ugh. Just the taking offense to every to the way he like cares so much about how people see him, even though he's not doing anything to influence it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And then when they see him in an actually poor manner, it like destroys him. And he sees himself as a huge victim. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. And like the, the turning of the dreams, like the dreams mostly being passive, him being passive in the dreams until you get a good view of like this inner, this like inner kind of hate for himself coming to the surface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like coming he, out, he has like this anger in him. And mm-hmm. like, I think the whole thing is like the dreams are like him just like observing because that's all he's doing in life. Yeah. And then when he becomes angry about like the fart come fart cry and <laughs> about his former colleague, like stealing his idea. Yeah. Even though like he never did anything with it for 35 years. Yeah. Uh, it like, like brings up, all this anger and resentment and stuff. And that's, I think where like the dreams, that's when the dreams turn. And I think like, that's just, it is him doing it, but he's like doing it passively. But since he's so angry, he's like just killing and destroying everyone in all the dreams. Yeah. So do you think from what I thought was that because he acted out, a dream. I thought that's what triggered the nightmares. Mm-hmm. But do you think it was? I think it fact, was his emotions. So you think it was more that he was angry? Yeah, that made people have nightmares than the fact that he actually acted out a dream. Yeah, huh. I think it was him. His, I think it was like mostly just like his emotions, right? Because like the sex thing happens after he talks to his wife about. Uh, do you think anybody's dreaming about having sex with me or seeing me naked or like, what is your sex dream kind yeah. of stuff? Yeah. That's like pretty soon after that, when he meets Molly and she's like, yeah, we fuck in my dream. So mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> I think that's like when it starts. Right. And then after that goes wrong and the next thing goes wrong and he's just like super pissed off about everything. That's when the nightmares start. Uh, yeah. So I think that's, I think that's how he affects the dreams of others is like just through his, cause emotions. I, th- I thought it was triggered by the fact that he acted out a dream with, with like, a person, yeah. with a person. Cause then what eventually makes it stop was when he, at- like in quotes attacks that teacher Mm -hmm. because everyone's dreaming about being attacked by him. I thought that's what like made the dream stop. Sure. Or was it, was it however he, I don't know. I don't, I don't know whether to think it's his emotions that made everyone like kind of stop dreaming about him and forget about him. Yeah. Or was it the way that everybody saw him in real life that like made the dream stop after 
that attack. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's up for interpretation, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it could be like a little bit of both. Because like he, him attacking her on accident. and But like it's not. It, it is an accident. Like he doesn't mean to hurt her, but it's still like his yeah. fault that that happens. So he does still. It is. He still is to blame right. for her. Just like he didn't hand. mean for people to have nightmares about him. It's not. It's not. It's her fault that she put her fucking fingers inside a door. Okay. Well. <laughs> don't don't do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, but because it's also he the hand be there. No, but it's also the hand continue. that's like over here in the hinge of the door. It's not even like in between the two doors of a double door. Yeah. It's the other hand. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Ever. Don't ever put your hand there. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. Just, I'm just, uh, this is a PSA. Don't ever fucking put yeah. your hand there. <laughs> it's a good way to lose a finger like this lady does when he's trying to get in. Like, yes, it's his fault partially because he was like trying to barge in somewhere where he's told not to be. But she totally put her fucking hand where it didn't, was not supposed to be. You never put your hand there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't put your hand in the door. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I think there's like, so that comes to fruition where he actually physically like hurts someone. And then it, he like continues to follow her in. And then like the. But it's also not like the first time someone's like stood up to him, really, because the other guy like beats the shit out of him. But yeah. like you kind of get this collective sense that they're like standing up to him because mm -hmm. it's multiples at that point, right? And if the whole thing is based on like a collective unconscious, like the idea of a collective unconscious like existing and sure. like how that could be influenced, that could be the influence that like. I think stops the dream. Yeah, it makes him not scary. Yeah. So maybe they all felt like they like overcame. They him. beat him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Yeah, they literally they, like, they beat Freddy. Him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think I that's that was sort of what I got out of it. Like the him acting out the dream with her in the apartment, like the sex dream is like also I think the turning like I think it's malicious either way even if he doesn't fart come fart <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I think that scene in that scene he, he would be like you know like destroying his vows and like hurting his wife either way and then him being pathetic and it turning his emotions sour that much quicker that harder like there, because there's no sexuality to that scene. It's all yeah. very, it's all pathetic, sad and pathetic. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> but I, I think, like, so the reason it, the, I think his reaction to the that, and then the the publication of his colleague's paper, are mm -hmm. are his reaction are the triggers of everybody having the nightmares is because, like. The same reason that you guys are saying that the uh, the other is the end, right? Because yeah. there's multiple people that 
see these reactions as opposed to just one person. And like, he wasn't like angry or scary. He was pitiful in uh, Molly's eyes. So like him, like that wouldn't really trigger like a nightmare scenario. That would be more like he would be like sad and he would be the one dying or whatever in everyone's dreams. If it was because of Molly's reaction to him. Yeah, no, that yeah, the, and that's what I mean. Like it triggers these feelings inside of him that is even more like pitiful than he's been thus far. Sure. Like so up until then he feels like he hasn't had the opportunity to like be whoever he thinks he is mm-hmm. and then he gets this opportunity to like have this sexual experience that is kind of a random encounter that Mm -hmm. it doesn't appear as if he's ever had. And then he like kind of bungles the whole thing. No, kind of. He totally stumbles. (laughs) Yeah, not kind of, (laughs) but so he like, it is well and truly bungled. Yeah. So then like, not only does he get the chance to like, it's like, it's, it's the whole question, right? Better to have, loved and lost than better to have never loved at all. Like better to have farted and came than to have never farted or came at all. Yeah. No. So, (laughs) so he, he finds out in this situation that it probably would have been better if he just never had the opportunity. Yeah. Just stay in your fucking hotel. How he does afterwards. Let her tell you about it. Go back to the hotel room. Rub one out. Fart and come in peace. Oh, and it's yeah. weird that um, at least I don't think there's anyone else that mentions like him doing anything in their dreams. Yeah, it's super weird, right? That there's only yeah. one person that talks about having a sex but, dream with him. Yeah, it also made me think of like the guy that comes into his house with a knife. Yeah. Like, was that guy... What, having bad I mean, dreams. He, he knew who he was. Yeah. So it's like, was that guy dreaming that Paul was like coming after him? Like coming after him? <laughs> <laughs> no. You made me so wet on my couch and now I have to kill but like, you. <laughs> but like, was that guy like, cause they said he like got, did they say he got out of like a psych ward or something? Uh, they said that he had history of like manic depressive or something. Oh. And then, uh, that he was off his meds or something like that. Yeah, he was but off his meds. I don't think meds. he was like. I think he was previously in a psych ward. Yeah, he was like previously institutionalized, yeah. but not but currently. It just made me wonder, like, is this guy having like t- nightmares about yeah. Paul, and is that what makes him think he has to go kill him? I, I it think- could have just been like an interpretation because, like, everyone else that he talked to seemed to be having nightmares too. Yeah. That he was in and, but like he wasn't doing anything, but like if you're right, like having like breakdowns, like mental breakdowns, you're like, why was that person in all of my nightmares? Yeah. And then you find out that's a real person. You're like, they're the key to my nightmares. I have to kill them. There yeah. Were, there were people having just like regular dreams too, though, weren't they? That Paul just happened to like show up in, or were they all nightmares? Uh, I think there was a lot of just like regular stuff. There were some, but the like nightmares. Well, no, like, but like there were a ton is, of like nightmares that he was in that he wasn't like doing anything. In. Yeah, yeah. Like when he, he talks like to all the them. students, it was just like they were just like, yeah. So I was like 
getting chased by a bloody tall man and then you you were just there and then I got my head twisted off or there was an earthquake and like a weird plague and yeah I was hiding under a desk and you just like walked up or whatever yeah like, so it's almost you could almost look at it as like he has the option like he's like the first part of the movie he's there will he eventually save them or will he continue to be which he he even says like is that how you see me like that i wouldn't do anything yeah don't you remember when i did something when you were four yeah and then it turns into he's the harbinger of the doom yeah and not so it's almost like he has he has the option for most of the movie and then he makes the mistake of fart come fart fart fart. (laughs) and so that's interesting too but i think that uh with the chick that was having so the chick that had the sex dream yeah right so uh, you could look at it as two ways like there's uh, this passive collective unconscious where people are just dreaming about him Mm -hmm. right and then it starts to spread so where is where is the line between Hey, this just happened to me because my subconscious is part of this collective unconscious and I'm being influenced by the thing I just seen with Paul in it. Now I'm dreaming about him because it's been instilled in me. And then are those the people that are having those like she, like she has that sex dream, but she has the sex dream over and over for like a month or something. Yeah, but he's already like out there and like in the news and on yeah. social media and in the cycle. Sure. So like that's the, what it's the weird part of the thing is that she has it over and over again, not just like, oh, this one time I had a sex dream about you. Every other time I've dreamt yeah. about you, you were just like hanging out, being my sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like recurring dreams. I don't know if she has it once and then she can't stop thinking about it. She's going to have it multiple times. I guess. But so I think that that's I think that's interesting for like her perspective because we don't really know like when she started having it. Yeah. If it was before he became a phenomenon and everyone knew who he was, or was it after that? Yeah, I think that that would help with interpreting how her dream works. But yeah. Yeah. Did you do it again? No, I burped. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I what burped. the fuck, bro? <laughs> burped came burped. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, so like the, so the apology video though, right? Oh my God. Yeah. So like. It starts off okay. And then he cries. He doesn't fart or come, but he does cry. <laughs> Might as fucking well have. <laughs> Probably would have gone over wetter. Uh, Better, not wetter. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> like, did you say wetter? I heard that. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the apology video is like most of every apology video like I've ever seen someone come out and release. Except for the crying. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. 
I'm a victim too. Yeah. Yeah. It was very uh, self-serving. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like I said, like it starts off right. Right. Like, you know, he's like, ah, yeah, I understand. And I'm sorry. And like all this stuff. But then he's like, and then that now I'm one of you. And I'm a victim, and aren't I the biggest victim here because it's ruined my life? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. God damn it. God damn it, Paul. Well, I feel like at least it seemed like the purpose of the ending was that he finally. Like the whole time, the only person that he really cares about thinking about him is his wife. Yeah. Who he's not having the The best relationship with because all this crazy shit's going on. Yeah. So she's also not dreaming about him. Yeah. So, and I mean, he kind of uh, forces himself in there, but (laughs) like, (laughs) like he, he finds, well, and the movie's also about how he never takes initiative for anything. Yes. Yeah. So, like, at least he's finally doing something. Yeah. And it's the it's one the person dream. that he cares about. Yeah. Yeah. Because he still doesn't do it earlier, like, in the end. Right? Because, like, he has this, like, weird, like, daydream in the middle of a conversation where he's talking to her before he goes to France and he's like, you know, I could come by. And then like, then he has this daydream of like, he walks up and he has holds her hand and they hug and he like tells her he loves her. And then they like start having like a conversation where they're like laughing and like being kind of like a couple again. And then he like shakes out of it and she's like, nah, you can just like come see me after you come back. And he's like, Oh, okay. And he leaves. That was rough. Yeah. That was a good shot. That was a good scene. Yeah. I liked I liked the way that scene was done. Yeah. I don't know. I, I felt like there was at least some hope there, I guess. Yeah. I think well the last thing that happens is the him floating off in the talking head suit, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's like the very last sequence. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's interesting. Cause A, I hate dreams like that. Where there's just you, gravity disappears out of nowhere. I don't have a lot of those. Yeah, that, I don't think I've had that happen. <laughs> you ever had that happen? Dude, this is fucking awful. You're just like, like gravity goes away and you're just like floating. And then the whole time you're floating, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to fall at some point. But you I, don't fall. You just keep floating. I've had falling dreams, but not floating dreams. I've, I've had, uh, I had, I used to have this one. It wasn't the same dream, but it had the same thing happen in it mm-hmm. where like I was like <clears throat> fighting a bunch of bad guys, but I didn't, I had, all I had was finger guns and everybody refused to play along. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty funny. <laughs> He set that up like a joke and I loved it. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty great. The, uh, the wonder, the, I, the one part of the movie 
that super fucked with me because I used to have that dream as a child was the like where he hits the dude in the dream and uh-huh. he's like hitting the dream influencer and oh, it just yeah. like doesn't yeah. do anything you can't at all. punch hard in your dreams. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've had that too. Or yeah. like, have you had like the dreams where you're trying to run and it's like you're running in slow-mo like you uh-huh. can't. Yeah, like you can't. anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Dream physics is fucking I had wild. a, uh, yeah. <laughs> when I was little, like right after I found out what Freddy Krueger was, I had a Freddy Krueger dream mm-hmm. where he was chasing me down the brick alleyway. But like, it was a cartoon and I couldn't run fast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was, he looked, he looked like a fucking like Disney character, but like Freddy. Scary Terry. He looked like kind of like Scary Terry, but more like Disney fied, like more yeah. like Mickey Mouse kind of like old like old Mickey like animation. Steamboat Willie yeah. and Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah. But in color. But yeah. Next year. Yeah, it was a weird dream. I also had a sleep paralysis demon that like hung out on I had like one of those like two foot wide trampolines. Mm-hmm. I had a sleep paralysis demon that like hung out on my trampoline. He would just like crouch on it. And I was like, what the fuck? I can't get up. <laughs> yeah. Dreams are weird, bro. I had one that looked like a Rob Zombie and it would come up over the back of my like big ass uh, computer monitor uh-huh. in my room. And. Yeah, he used to freak me out. Yeah, that would freak me out too. He, he looked like a mix between Rob Zombie and Old Greg. <laughs> he, was, he was like wet and drippy. Oh my god! Freaked me out. Show you my downstairs mix-up. There was there was a while. When I, I think I was like seven or eight that I kept seeing that like every night. Ugh. Yeah, it was freaky. That is freaky. Holy shit. I've ha- I've had absolute just duck tits dreams. Just, <laughs> just total clown shoes. Like, super weird dreams. Duck tits. Like in high school, my uh, psychology teacher had us like keep a dream journal. Ooh. And uh, I... Did I get... I had strep throat or mono or something, and I was home for about a week taking all these meds. Yeah, medication and dreams. Like, yeah, I would like get up in the morning and have like uh, like a glass of milk and all these meds and like a little snack, and then just go right back to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> and have like the wildest dreams I've ever had in my life. Yeah, like. Uh, I had one where I was pregnant and I was like constantly <laughs> like worried that my water was going to break. <laughs> I had one where I was like a little Afghan boy running through the streets as like uh buildings were being like bombed. Um whoa. Yeah. Super weird. So that Totally nuts. Dream or past life. Right? Like, <laughs> I mean, it was around the same time that... You know, that was happening. That was happening. But, 
You were just dreamwalking. Yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it's the only like times I can think of dreaming that I was someone else. Yeah. It's super weird. That is weird. Yeah. And then I like I majored in psychology for a while. Mm. Before being like, uh, science is hard. I'm going to do photography because that worked out <laughs> for me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Dream, dreams are so strange. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Dreams are fucky. I have like reoccurring dreams of one like specific building in my head that doesn't exist, but. Mm, dude when you find that building you're freak the fuck out right (laughs) it's like a weird like three story house with a basement and uh, it looks kind of like my great grandma's house Mm. but yeah just uh, and now that I mentioned it I'll probably dream about it tonight yeah but like and different things happen Every time I have a dream there, but it's the same place. And I'm like, what is this place? In this house. <laughs> it's not In even this real. house. And there's just like tons of rooms. Yeah. I always <clears> like <throat> that where you're like, you have a dream that you're like living at your house, but it's not your house. Yeah. You're like, yeah, this is where I live. And it's, you're, and like, you're like, what where, the fuck is this? Like, when did this room get in? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this isn't my stuff. This is my stuff. This is not my beautiful wife. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I just full circled that shit. <laughs> and the days go by. All right. You guys want to go down to the trivia corner? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Let's go down to Not Dave's Trivia Corner. Not Dave's Trivia Corner. Well, where the point of this corner is for you to say. Ooh, neat. All right. Like most of his roles, Nicolas Cage came up with his own hairdo. (laughs) Wow. So all of his great iconic hairstyles. (laughs) I just, I, I think about whenever I read that, I think about fucking con air. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Nick Cage's own brother, Mark Coppola makes a cameo as one of Richard's party guests, Sydney, the bald guy who looks like Paul played by Nicolas Cage. Uh Uh, the movie premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival. This marks 10 years in a row for Nicolas Cage to have a film at the festival. Good job. Uh, in an interview with Entertainment Tonight, Nicolas Cage revealed that while shooting Dream Scenario in Toronto, his cousin Sofia Coppola uh, was also there shooting Priscilla, and his uncle Francis Ford Coppola was shooting Megalopolis in Atlanta. The three talked about each of their movies and gave each other feedback. Hmm. Neat. Yeah, isn't that neat? Well, Dave isn't there. I uh, don't even know he was related to them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's news to me. Uh, His last name is not really Cage. Yeah, it's Coppola. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Coppola. Uh, I don't know why he's Russian now. <laughs> <laughs> Old Nicky Coppola. Uh, Nicholas Cage wanted to retire after shooting the movie as he thought his meta trilogy of Pig, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and The Dream Scenario was the perfect way to end his career. Hmm. I mean, yeah. 
Uh, he I also think he needs one more. said he wants to work with Ari Aster, uh, who as a director, uh, yeah. but he produced this movie. Yeah. Mm. Um, Ari Aster is the one to approach Nicholas Cage with this role. Uh, writer director Christopher Borgley was inspired to write the film after researching Carl Jung's theories of the unconscious. Uh, while Borgley found Jung's ideas aesthetically stimulating, he believes they are basically useless and nonsensical as scientific or psychological guides. Jesus, all right, <laughs> wow, tell us how I you really feel. We'll disagree with that, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film makes reference to David Byrne from the band Talking Heads and his infamous giant suit, which he wore in the concert film uh, Stop Making Sense in 1984. In addition, the credits, uh, the end credits song for Dream Scenario is a Talking Heads song, City of Dreams. That same song is also the end credits song for the film True Stories 1986, which is directed by, written by, and stars David Byrne. Huh. That's neat. Yeah. Isn't that neat? Neat. Uh, this is what so long since I've seen that. What true stories? Yeah, mm. if that's what I think it is. Uh, this is the first collaboration between Nicolas Cage and A24. It is, I don't know. That's what the what the this is what that's what this says. What pig was A24? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just what it says. What I think it's wrong. It's probably wrong. Oh no! If that's wrong, how much of our trivia has been it's wrong? It's all wrong. It's lies. Ah! <laughs> uh, Christopher Borgley's first film made entirely out of outside of Norway. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, Pig was neon. Neat. Maybe. Oh wow, we're wrong. Shit. Uh, Cage's sixth movie in 2023. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Dude, he's been busy. All right, I'm just going to do a couple more. Uh, There actually seems to be quite a few in this. Uh, In in a 2023 interview with Slant Magazine, Christopher Borgley spoke about his approach to working with Nicolas Cage on this film. Uh, I had written the character with no one in mind. On paper, this guy is unremarkable. He doesn't stand out. He's very bland. He's socially awkward and sort of a beta male. Uh, here we are casting one of the most recognizable people on the planet and someone who has a lot of natural charisma and energy. The idea of him in this role has this meta layer to it because there's so much overlap with how the culture has treated him as a mythical icon and what happens with Paul Matthews. Uh, what I needed, but I needed to shave off Nicolas Cage so that that's why he's bald in the movie. That's why he's distinctly dressed as a suburban dad. It's also why he made uh, or why we made a prosthetic nose, which might be hard to detect, but it has a slightly he has a slightly different nose. All of these details uh, create the sort of uncanny feeling of watching a person that you're you've never seen before. Yeah, I definitely didn't catch the nose. Yeah, it's like very subtle. But it's yeah. different. It's like that mm. guy looks a lot like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Um, I think I think I'm just staring at his head the whole time. <laughs> uh, director Easter egg in the scene where Paul is speaking to Janet on the phone in his hotel room after the meeting at Thoughts, a vinyl record of Todd Terjeri's or Terjay's, uh It's album time, 2014. 
is visible in the background. The film's director also directed and starred in the music video for Inspector Norse, a song by Todd Terje, uh, which is the lead single from this album. Wow. Mm. What? Yeah. Uh, okay. One, one spoiler, uh, one, and that this will be the last one. Uh, the main plot resembles a supposedly real event that happened and was compiled in the website ever dream. This man created by Italian advertiser, Andrea Natella, uh, according to him, more than 3000 people, people dreamed of the same man once and again for years, uh, with the first case registered in New York city in 2006, the web, uh, web, web offered diverse explanations, but none were definitive. Uh, or proven to be true, and in 2009 it turned viral. Finally, it was exposed that it was all a hoax in a guerrilla marketing campaign by Nutella's advertising agency. Nutella admitted he made up the whole story to explore how urban legends and collective myths are created and spread. Hmm. <laughs> That's neat. Yeah. yeah. Copy pasta, creepy pasta. <laughs> Here we go. All right, that's going to do it for uh, Not Dave's Trivia Corner. Not Dave's Trivia Corner. Woohoo, neat. Let's rate this. I, I love... I love how everything is a surprise to me. I haven't been, <laughs> haven't been on here in so long. I don't think I've... I honestly haven't listened, I think, since the last time I was on. Jesus Christ, Mike. Well, you guys did a bunch of shit that I've never seen. So I yeah, you're supposed to watch so, it with us. Yeah. Well, I didn't. <laughs> so, it's not in the name, but these are let's kinda, watch. Kind of fell off. I'm like, oh, they're doing Nick Cage movies. I'm like, I'm not the, I'm not much of a Nick Cage fan, but I really like Pig. Yeah, that was really good. That's this movie is really good. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I guess I'm watch along, and maybe you'll find some movies that you didn't know you liked. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> And I can remember how this show works for when I <laughs> am on it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Anyway. I'm going to give this movie, uh, I think it's a nine. I think it's a really good movie. Um, it's not like a revelation or anything, but it, it, it is uh, wonderfully acted. It's got an interesting plot and um, it's just weird as fuck. But like in a good way, we've watched a lot of weird movies that were like weird for weird sake and like they weren't any good. Um, but I think this one is the right amount of weird and the right of amount of like substance along with the weird. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a nine. Russell. I like the pacing. Uh, I like the screenplay. I love the dialogue. I think dialogue's really good. The acting is phenomenal. Uh, I think the movie overall is really good. I'm also going to give it a nine. Um, I agree that it's not just weird for weird's sake, and it has a lot of... I don't want to say resonating properties, because that makes me feel like a loser, but... You can have varying success it, in passivity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it does make me want to be even less passive, yeah. <laughs> uh, which I try to not be very passive anyway. Um, 
but like you know sometimes like like there's a difference right between like being lazy and being passive like they're not necessarily the same thing but they could go together um yeah so the movie is very interesting i I felt a strange amount of motivation after watching it uh to to like be more um Mm -hmm. so i think i'll watch the movie again at some point i think it'll be a movie that i revisit um but overall i think the movie is good i think i think everyone should see it like i think this is a movie that everyone should see Maybe not everyone will get, mm. but I think everyone should see it. Yeah. Um, I give it a nine. All right, Mike. Uh, I think I'd give it a nine too. Um, it's not, it's not perfect, No, but I was totally like enthralled in the whole thing. Like there was a never a moment that I got bored. Mm. Um, I think Nick Cage's acting was like just captivating captivating there's a good word for it (laughs) sure yeah like he is so on point like the whole time playing this like losery old dad professor dude yeah like like he nails the character so well and especially like when he's giving the apology mm-hmm. video like and he's like <sighs> really getting super emotional about it i'm like damn like i'm That's like good. He, is, he is in like yeah he i was really impressed with that because like i don't know when i think of nick cage i think of like ghost Rider or like <laughs> national i mean national treasure yeah they're, they're okay movies they're fun movies but yeah. like acting like it's not like i don't know why i keep throwing the shocker over here when i'm talking i I see russell eyeballing that i was kind of wondering i was like is he spider-man i'm like talking with my hands and for some reason my ring finger keeps like flipping around um anyway uh yeah super interesting movie that's uh, all pa- how Paul does the shocker. He like <laughs> he doesn't realize you're supposed to use the two sh- the two straight fingers and the uh, pinky. He is like thinks that you're supposed to use the ring finger. <laughs> That's how Paul does the shocker. Oh. Am I glad <laughs> there's no video for this? <laughs> um but yeah, super interesting movie. It was way more interesting than I could have even like anticipated. Yeah. Um, I think uh I would have liked to see like I guess more dreams. Yeah. Like I think part of what makes them dreamlike is that we don't get to we only get these small windows into mm-hmm. uh what people's dreams are like, but like it only goes from, yeah, everyone dreams about Paul and he doesn't do anything to like, okay, one girl has weird sex dreams about Paul. Then everyone has nightmares about Paul. And then Paul uses this device to get into his wife's dream. But like, that's, I'm like, what about like, I don't know. Obama? Just, 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah what, Obama. What, what, what was Obama's Paul dream? <laughs> uh, I, I have no idea. I I'm not gonna say it had a joke, but, but it's terrible. I don't know. I think I just think it would have been interesting to see like maybe some different types of dreams, but I guess that would um kind of break the whole him being so uh agitated that everyone sees him and he just doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. But but then there are those outliers like the girl that has weird sex dreams about him. It's yeah. Like, what other outliers could there maybe have been? And right. Like, sure. I don't know. I think it just would have been cool to spend a little more time in the dreams. In the dreams. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I can see why they were so short because that's yeah. what kind of makes them feel uh, more dreamlike, I guess. They also did like a interesting thing with the audio and like, like stuff when they were doing the dreams where uh-huh. like you would see somebody talking and like their voice would fade out and then you would be in the dream. Like they would be explaining it and then they wouldn't anymore and stuff like that. There was yeah. a lot of cool, like layering of audio and video and like dropping one or the other out. Yeah. That was, that was really nice and made it very dreamlike. Mm hmm. But yeah, is I can't think of a movie that's made me think that much that I've seen in the past like few years. Like yeah. That. So yeah, definitely gonna be uh one I keep on the list of just Yeah, let me stuff watch that I again. think stuff that I would tell other people, hey, you should check this out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely one that like you recommend you actually recommend and not just like like yeah, that was a good movie and like forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for Nick Cage month. Uh next month. You know what we're doing, Russell? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to the Shire. We're going to the fucking Shire, bro. Uh we're going to watch the Hobbit cartoon and then we're going to watch uh the extended edition of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, it's going to be glorious. He's so not looking forward to it. I hope he Um, loves all of it. Not not like Lord of the Rings. Time sink, man. That's the only thing I'm worried about for a thing that I already know, like primarily what happens, but we'll see. Maybe I'll revisit it and I'll be like, maybe I should have watched this more throughout my life. Yeah. You know, or we'll all be like, fuck, this sucks. Yeah. I like Lord of the Rings. I also hope that that doesn't happen, though, because yeah, me too. like I still have like good memories and yeah. of like Fellowship and Two Towers. Yeah. So and I'm also like really like I know where the journey goes. So like I'm really don't want to do week four. <laughs> all right. Well. That's what we're doing, so too bad. Yeah, I'm here for it. (laughs) So look forward to next month being Tolkien month. It's going to be wild. Don't watch the live action Hobbit movies. Don't worry about it. Watch the cartoon. Yeah. Then the cartoon. That's what we're going to watch. 90 minutes. Yep. I liked the Hobbit movies. The fuck? I don't know. Get out. (laughs) All right. No. I mean, he is. (laughs) I'm going to. End of the show. (laughs) 
I mean, you, you can have your opinion. <laughs> just don't agree with it. That's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a big <laughs> deal. <laughs> anyway. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. You can find us on all your social media by searching Draft Quarters Productions. Uh, like, subscribe, whatever the buttons you have to hit to uh, get us into your feed. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon. Subscribe for $1 a month. You can find our backlog up there uh, of DQP Does the MCU. Uh, and eventually, Russell and I are going to go through and add the stuff that we haven't done yet from the MCU. Just pretty much everything after Endgame. Yeah, uh, it's far like, from home. Yeah, it's like we did what, like Black Widow, uh, Far From yeah. Home. Yeah, we did a couple of them. Did you do, uh, did we do Shang-Chi? Doctor Strange. No, mm-hmm. we didn't do, yeah, I don't think we did either of those. So we yeah. like talked when we started doing the weekly, we just started talking to them on the weekly under recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll do DC, DQP does the MCU of, uh, the newer stuff and yeah, that'll be fun. There's a lot that we weren't in, didn't enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, go check that out. Subscribe for a dollar. Um, Drafty Quarters Productions on Patreon. You can also email us, draftyq at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, suggestions for what we should do as far as uh, any other themed months or anything like that. Uh, Anyway, thanks for listening. You guys will have a wonderful time. Goodbye! Bye. Do you think I could handle the emotional burden of having an affair? (laughs) 